This podcast would not be possible without our fantastic podcast partners, Vincherry and One Up Sales. If you're a growing recruitment business, these are both award-winning products you must consider when looking at your recruitment tech stack. Because you listen to this podcast, you're able to get your hands on an exclusive offer. For both of these products, you're able to get 10% off per user forever. So if you haven't considered looking at these products yet, I'd highly recommend it. If you want to get the most out of your people, have the best chance of scaling with more confidence, use the link in the show notes, book in a call and find out if both these amazing products can be great partners for you on your business journey. This is another Golden Nugget episode, which are a lot more shorter than our longer conversations and they are packed with value. They're all about the key takeaways, the practical insights that we believe you should be noting down and walking away with when listening to our longer episodes. So let's get straight into this week's Golden Nugget episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let me ask you this then. Speak to a lot of recruitment founders that struggle to get past the 15, 20 head mark. Most of the UK recruitment industry are sort of under 10 heads. So how different did your business look at 20 heads compared to, you know, 40, 45? Because often I speak to people where that can be like a real, you know, hard mountain to climb and get over. So what are some of the things that you've invested in or how different? Yeah. What are some of the things that are really different if we were to look in your business? Could be infrastructure, could be the way that you set up the leadership team. I don't know. How different does it look? Changes. And uh, I always heard this number, I think 12 is one of the milestones and 28 was the next one that mm. your business really does change quite a lot. And I would always, I always say to people, if you're looking to absolutely maximize the bottom line for your lifestyle, you have your business at kind of eight to 12 people. You don't need loads of sophistication and complication in um, support service and things. We're kind of at that stage now where we're like, with that, I call it the small mid business, where actually I now need to labor in tons of costs right now to mm. give us the opportunity to grow in infrastructure, in talent acquisition, in finance and compliance and technology, in extra offices for scalability. Like I'm just throwing costs in at the moment. I'm in that awkward place where I'm like, I was profitable and I was fewer people, but to get to what's next mm. level, I have to do it. So I think if you also look at it, kind of almost sometimes between 45 and 30, sometimes the extra heads are the, the heads that aren't fee generating. So that's the bigger difference is when we were smaller and younger, everybody was fee generating. Mm. As you get bigger, you start increasing the percentage of people that are non-fee generating. And as a result, you, those people work slightly differently to recruiters, having to understand how a marketeer works in your business, how someone in finance works, how your office managers work. And like, they're very different types of characters that have different expectations of the role they're rewarded in different way commission like recruiters were like yeah you want to do you don't want to put the hours you don't earn the commission it's quite simple <laughs> you're looking at it differently so the biggest difference is that it's the infrastructure it's the cost of the infrastructure um of course the upsides are you get to bring in more technology and you can automate certain things and you can have better scalability and purchasing power and there's more people but we're at that complicated stage where i feel like when we kind of get to 60 70 80 say it'll be easier because i'll then have more recruiters and that can get the benefit yeah, yeah. of the scalability so how does it change? It changes because you don't intimately know everything about everyone. And mm. when we were 10, 12 people, I knew every process that was going on and every, every new client. Every, that could, knew, every deal that could drop. <laughs> I knew every candidate. I knew every runner. And I could speak to any client and be like, I knew what the... Pro now I'm in a position where I might go out to certain clients and they're talking about process that I don't know as much about. So I, you become more reliant on others to have a deeper knowledge of it and trusting that what they say is actually fact and not just trying to make it look like a mistake's not been hidden. Yeah, so I think people find it helpful with... You could describe a bit more on like what that actually infrastructure looks like or how it looks like today. Because I'm assuming what you're saying there is you're sort of creating a business that 
um, needs to look how it does today so you can thank yourself for in like, you know, and when you're 60, 70 people or like, yeah, making those sort of decisions now. So then, yeah, things become a lot more easier, as you said, as you get bigger. So obviously out of the, so with this, let's just say 45 people, how many people under, would we put under the, you know, fee generating? And then how many people would we then put in? I don't know, you might have an operations person, office manager, I don't know. Talk to us a bit about that because I think that'd be useful. Well, you're looking at about 20% of the business are just in non-fee generating roles okay. or indirect fee generating. So marketing. So we are, of course, we're trying to generate more than digital marketing yeah. or inbound leads that therefore we can feed, but not directly. I couldn't look at every pound that that person's billing for me anymore. Mm. To an extent, finance sits in there because they're trying to save you costs in certain areas to make yeah. it worthwhile. But 20% of the business will sit in non-fee generating. You then got probably at least 20 percent slightly more that are fee generating at a lower level. So they're now leading groups. So look at myself. I build a lot more personally directly five years ago to what I build today because I now mm. got a workforce that's doing it. So you then end up with a management leadership group that based upon the size of their teams, either are fee generating or some of them might be fee generating for a lower. So you start like typical recruitment, you start developing people into roles or who can be great billers that don't bill as much anymore, as long as they can bill through others. So mm. you end up with lots. If you take the per pound person of the whole business, we make less per pound per person for everyone in the business, including support than we would have mm. kind of a while ago. So I think when you go 28 upwards, which that was the number that was always said to me, that's where sophistication gets a little, that's where you're laboring in more costs. So that mm. would be, I mean, we've got technology to be um, surveying and looking at engagement within the mm. workforce. We've got technology to support automation of marketing or different bits and pieces for the, for a social brand. So there's all these things we, we've been putting in that actually we've needed to, to help the business to get scale. And it can be, be like at the time as an owner it's just like well i'm going to go on a journey in the next few years where we could be making more money top line but maybe making less money bottom mm. line but you've got to accept the fact that you're rolling the dice for growth just like you did at the front end of your business and accept the fact that and if you don't want to accept that then admit the fact that you, you're just a lifestyle business now and that's not a problem but that's what your business then becomes so for me it's building a business of legacy, a business that has scalability, and you are putting things in that have costs and accept the fact that you get a more expensive workforce and trying to keep measures in per pound of NFI spent on staff costs, I think is really important. Mm. So how much of the total NFI, so the, the margin that's been generated, not the revenue that you're generating, are you giving back to the workforce? What's that percentage? How much, what percentage of that is basically being spent to run the business? So non-fee mm. earners plus office insurance and all the other bits and bits, and then what's left. And they always say you're looking at that conversion of NFI to kind of EBIT or, or kind of profit before tax, PBT, as it were. Everyone wants to get to 30% plus. Reality, most people are 2025 when you're investing. It could be worse mm. than that. So it's trying to now be a little bit more corporate with what you're looking at and looking at the numbers and setting some measures that are sensible for you and sticking to them and when you're spending too much on the support staff of the business and your sales aren't making more then looking at the reality of is it working are mm. the support people working is what you planned working and do you need to scale that back to go again